Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Daisy Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. All right. Wow. Boy, it's so hard to come up here after worship like that. Just, I'm, I'm thankful that that Pastor John had all of those announcements there to <laughs> let me let me just settle in a little bit. But it is it, it's always such a an amazing privilege and honor to be able to share the Word of God with our family here at AZ Vineyard. It's great to see all of you wonderful people, beautiful smiling faces. Thanks for being here, all of you uh, out on the live stream. Glad you're here too. We're excited that you're there and. And uh, you know, we look forward to, you know, inter- interact with us. When, uh, you know, when you hear something that, that the Lord really, uh, you know, sticks in your heart, uh, post something out there on it. If you've got a prayer request, post the prayer request and, and uh, we'll interact with you. So we are continuing with our series, our AZ Vineyard Permeating Values and uh, we've, we uh, covered uh, the first three last year, and we're just finishing up uh, the last one here. We don't know how long this is going to take. We, we might do this all year. We don't know. We're just waiting on the Lord to see. <clears throat> Depend, I, I think it depends on how well we do with it. <laughs> you know, if, if we really begin owning the mission, then maybe the Lord will let us move on to some other topics. Uh, otherwise, he, he may just keep, keep uh, preaching this message all the way through. So... Um, this is the uh, third week of talking about our fourth permeating value, owning the mission. And uh, in, in week one, Pastor John uh, talked about a net. If you remember, they had the net up there and, and uh, uh, talked about how, how a net is uh, woven together. So, so we're all woven together. Uh, this, this mission, accomplishing this mission and owning this mission is not something we can do individually. Uh, we have to own it in our heart, but we have to get together with other people in order to accomplish the mission. And we're going to be talking about more about that today, what, what is our, our mission. Then uh, Pastor Sandy last week, uh, she, she talked about the attitudes of owning. And I, I love that because uh, she talked about taking personal responsibility and being serious about it. So we have to take personal responsibility for owning the mission. This is not, this is not, you know, I, I think we've gotten into this, this uh, attitude that we get to come, we get to come to church, we get to just sit here and and you know have some having some good worship time well well first we get to get some good food and some coffee and and then we get to worship a little bit and then we get to hear a message and and then uh, maybe we'll have some prayer time and 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 you know talk to a few people and then we'll go back out in the world and just live our life and and that's not what this is all about this is all about each of us owning owning the mission and so we have to take as pastor sandy said we've got to take personal responsibility for it it's up to each one of us and again we're going to talk more about that here in a moment we've got to be serious about the mission and then she talked about 
the mission, you know, and and uh, kind of gave a, a good overview of what it is. And I want to go into uh, some real detail into the mission. So, uh, so for for those of you who've, who've seen me before and and you're expecting a you know a really cool PowerPoint presentation, it's not happening today. Today, today is just one of those. We're going to go in the Word and we're going to teach the Word of God, just straight straight from the Word of God. So. So there's nothing, nothing fancy about this one. But before we get into the mission and what we're really doing in the mission, what are we really supposed to own, uh, we have to understand that permeating value number one, wholehearted love of God is the key. We can't devote ourselves to one another. We can't be naturally supernatural and we can't own the mission and operate in the mission if we're not doing that one. And so our first responsibility and what we've got to take serious is our relationship, our personal relationship with the Lord. And this is, this is not it right here. I mean, this is great. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad all of you are out on live stream. But what we're talking about is what happens on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. What are you doing to... Build up your relationship with the Lord. What are you doing to get deeper with the Lord? What are you doing to get more intimate with the Lord? That's the wholehearted love of God that we're talking about here. Okay? So we love that you're here and we want to see you every Sunday and we want to see you at things like the, the dinners and, and the life groups and those types of things. But we want to see you going deeper every week during the week. And that means studying the Word of God. That means praying. That means uh, interacting with other believers. All right, let's get into what does, what does this mission look like? I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Mark 16, 15, and, and maybe our team back there can put up Mark 16, 15. I'm going to be uh, reading it out of the NIV. Look at that. Man, they are just right on. We have such great volunteers here. Thank you to all those in the sound booth and back in our AV booth. They're, you know, they're behind the scenes. You don't see them very much, but they do such a great job. So Mark 16, 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So according to Mark's account, okay, this is, this is, the, this is the, the book of Mark. This is Mark, uh, John Mark. And uh, most most the theologians out there think that that Mark uh, was a uh, scribe for Peter, so he was someone that that he was young at the time, and, but he he was very close to Peter, and so he spent a lot of time with Peter, and so uh, so his his account is an eyewitness type of account. Uh, he he actually witnessed the things that were going on as well as he was interacting with the apostle Peter. So these, according to Mark, these are the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples before he ascended to heaven. And if you've ever, if you've ever been with someone who's dying in, in the world, someone who's actually dying, and they speak those last words, those are really important words, right? Yeah, I mean, you really want to listen to those. You, you want to you take those in because... I mean, this is, these are the last words that someone speaks before they go on into eternity. And these are the last words that, 
that Jesus spoke according to the, the testimony of Mark, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So, what, what Jesus was, what he was trying to tell everybody was, um, all you professional paid ministers, uh, you get up in front of the congregation and preach the gospel, right? That's, that's what he was saying. No, no. He, he, oh, okay, I know what it was. He was saying, all you evangelists, you go out into the world and preach the gospel. That, that's what he was saying, right? No, no. He, he was speaking to each one of us, all of us, everyone. There's, there, there is no exception. Every person sitting in here, every person watching on the live stream, it's our responsibility to own the mission to go preach the gospel to all creation. So the problem is, is that we've got this idea of what it means to preach. Most people think, that's what I'm doing right now. It's, it's the pastor, the minister, the priest, someone who gets up in front of a congregation and preaches. But it's not it. That's not what it really is. What we're doing right now is we're equipping. We're equipping the body, and we're going to get into that in a moment. But I wanted to, I wanted to um, really talk about what, what it means to preach. What, it, what does that look like? But before I do that, I want to uh, go into Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And I just mentioned kind of what, what we do up front here is equipping. And this is confirmed in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, where it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service. We're, we're going to stop there. Because that's the, that's the point that we need to understand, is that there are certain people that God has given a special task to, or given a special anointing to, to equip the body of Christ. And, uh, it, and it's, a, you know, it, it's an important task. The Bible actually says that those who teach will be judged heavier than anyone else. So this is, this is, a, this is a, a difficult thing to do. It's, a, it's something that we, we take on uh, with all humility. But our job is to equip. It's to equip all of us in the body of Christ. Now, you... You, individually, may at some point in time be called to be one of these people. I was one of those. I I sat in the body for quite a while. And then one day, God said, you are going to be a pastor. And I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) Really? Come on, God. (laughs) You know, you know me. You know what my background's like. You, you know I don't have any special training. I haven't been to Bible college. I haven't, haven't gone to seminary. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy. I mean, you know, you want somebody else, somebody who's slicker and cooler and, and better at this. And uh, he said, nope, no, I, I want you. <laughs> you know, I always think of that, that uh, uh, the, uh, the, the sign of, of uh, Uncle Sam. Is it Uncle Sam? You know, he wants you, so and, that, and I see I see God doing that to me, and 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 He's going to do that with some of you. He's going to point His finger and said, "I want you, 
I want you to be an apostle, a prophet, an a, a evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. And, and he'll call you out of that. That's a calling uh, that some will get. Not all. Not all will get that. But all of us are called to go and preach the gospel. All right? So, so the, the key here is that even though those of us who stand up here and equip, that doesn't leave off, us off the hook. We still have to go do the same thing. We've still got to go out into the world and preach the gospel. We equip here, but we go out into the world and preach the gospel. All right, let's go back to Mark 16, 15 and talk about what does it mean to preach the gospel? Because that is, that is something that I, I don't feel like the church really understands at all. And the Greek word that is translated as preach is keruso. And what it means is it means to be a herald. Now that word probably doesn't mean anything to you either. Because we don't really talk about heralds uh, in our society these days. So the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines a herald as an official messenger. I like that. An official messenger. So, we are to go out and be an official messenger of Jesus with His message. We don't have to have our own message. We're going to take His message, the gospel, the good news, the good news of Jesus, the good news of what He did on the cross, the good news of His resurrection, the good news of how our lives are changed. So, let's talk more about that. Let's talk about the gospel and how we do that. So, I think this is another thing that stops us from going out and owning the mission is that we don't know what to say. We feel like, well, you know, I don't know the Bible well enough. I'm not going to be able to answer their questions when they come up. I, I, I'm not going to know how to do this, so we just don't do it. We don't do it. Fear. We let fear stop us from owning the mission. So here, I want to make this really easy for you. Uh, how, many of you how many of you like to talk about yourself? Be honest. I do. Yeah, I mean, I, when, I'm, when I'm talking to people, I, I, I like talking about myself. I mean, I like asking questions of other people and learning about them too. But I like talking about myself. I like telling my story. And, and, and that's what we're going to do, is we're going to go out there and we're going to tell our story. It's called a testimony. We're going, to, we're going to tell our story of what we were like before Jesus, B.C., before Christ, and what we were like after Christ. And we do it quickly. We should be able to have a short version of our testimony that's somewhere between a minute and three minutes at most. And so this is something that you'll have to think through and practice. But I, this is the assignment I want to give each and every one of you is that you go home today, tomorrow, sometime in the next couple of days, and you write out your testimony. Just take a piece of paper and write out your testimony. Describe what you were like before you met Jesus, what you're like now after you've met Jesus, and how your life has changed, how it's better now than, than it was before. And, and then I want you to practice that. Just practice it so that when you go out and you interact with people and, and you get this 
what'll happen is, is you'll get this, it, it, it's called an unction. So it's, it's this feeling like I should talk to that person. Like you're just sort of drawn to that person. And, 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 but you don't really know what to say to them. And so you, you go up and just introduce yourself and start talking to them. And the Lord will open up the opportunity for you to be able to share your testimony. And so that's why you've got to be ready with the testimony. Now, you don't, you don't need to be worried about uh, whether they ask a lot of questions. If they ask a question and you can't answer it, all you've got to do is say, you know, that is a really great question. I don't know the answer to it, but I know some people who probably do, and I can find out for you. So let's exchange numbers, and then I can get that answer for you. And so now it takes the pressure totally off you. You don't have to even be concerned about answering questions for people and and then you 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 know bring it to us bring it to somebody you know who's who's been walking with the lord a long time who's really versed in the bible uh, maybe you do a google search for it uh, you i mean that's that's the best way to get answers these days google knows everything i'll tell you what you just ask google google's got the answer so so uh, you 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 get the answer and then you get that answer back to that person Right? And, and they might have some more questions for you. And that's, that's how you begin this process of being devoted to one another. So now you begin interacting with, with this person. And, and we're going to talk about that because that's kind of the second part here in a moment. So the first part of the mission is to share your testimony. And uh, we want to share our testimony with everyone that we meet. And, and we need to do that boldly. Okay, not timidly. Uh, the, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity. Okay? He's given us a spirit of boldness. The disciples were bold. But they weren't bold until a certain point. And uh, uh, both John and Sandy are, uh, talked about Acts 1.8 in their messages. And Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So this was Jesus talking to the disciples before, before he leaves earth, and he tells them to wait, to wait for the Holy Spirit to come on them. Now, the Holy Spirit is here in the world. We've already got the Holy Spirit here in the world. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And those disciples that were, they, you know, they were, they were kind of wimpy. They were, you know, they denied Jesus. They betrayed Jesus. They ran away when Jesus was captured. Those same disciples, once the Holy Spirit and fire came on them, <clears throat> they were so bold that they were willing to go out and defy the laws out there to preach the gospel. They risked death every single day. And that's, that's where we've got to get to. We've got to get to that place, which means we need the power of the Holy Spirit to come on us. And during our, our prayer time here in a little bit, we're going to do that. We're going to ask for the Holy Spirit to come on us in power and authority and fire so that we can go out and be bold witnesses uh, here locally in our, the rest of our city, our state, and throughout our country and throughout the rest of the world. Now, the Greek word that's translated as power is dunamis. And what it means is power residing in a person to perform miracles is one of the definitions. 
And so another way that we're going to preach the gospel is when we pray for people. So when we're out around in just our everyday life, we're at the grocery store, we're at a restaurant, we're walking along, and we see someone with a cast, with a a, a bandage, uh, on crutches, a walker, a wheelchair, whatever it is, we see someone or someone mentions that they're sick, then we pray for them. This is how we preach the gospel, is we pray for them. Now, keep in mind that what we say isn't all that important. As long as we ask God to heal them, because God is the healer. We're not. It's not our responsibility. Whether they get healed or not is not up to us. It has nothing to do with the words we speak. It has totally to do with God. And sometimes you're going to pray for people and they're going to get healed immediately. They're going to all of a sudden go, whoa, like they felt something. And and then they're going to, you know, test that arm or that shoulder or that leg and they're going to suddenly realize they don't have any pain anymore. And then you can tell them that was Jesus. That was Jesus that, that healed you. And let me tell you what Jesus did in my life. And you share your testimony. And, and you're, now you're walking, you're walking this process with them and walking into devoted to one another. But it came from naturally supernatural because you went out and you prayed and let God work. Okay, so all of these permeating values all begin to intermix and work together. All right, let's move on and let's, uh, let's look at part two of the mission. So I want you to turn to your Bibles to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So these are, these are the, the two things that according to Mark and according to Matthew, the last two things that Jesus spoke to the disciples and the instructions that he gave them. He gave them other instructions and we'll probably get into those as as we talk about the mission. But these were the two things that he specifically told the disciples to go do. So Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, let's, let's stop there. Anytime you see therefore, it connects what follows it with what happened before that. Okay, so, so what it's saying here is that Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, that means that authority uh, in heaven and on earth that was given to Jesus is now being transferred to whatever the next thing is said. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus has transferred all heaven, all authority in heaven and on earth to us, to his disciples, to his followers. So, so we have that authority when we go out. When we speak to someone and share our testimony, we're speaking with his authority. When we're praying for people, we're praying for people with his authority. So it's not about us. Take the pressure off. Whew. Doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with us. 
All we've got to do is be obedient and bold and go out and do what he told us to do. So, in this, in this, uh, uh, in this, uh, 28, uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So again, this is a, this is a word that we just don't use very much in, in our language these days. And so I wanted to talk about what is a disciple. And the Vines Expository Dictionary defines disciple as a learner, one who follows one's teaching. So in this particular case, what we're talking about being disciples of Jesus, it means that we are a a learner, a student of Jesus. That we are learning about him and we are learning from him. And how do we do that? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. The Bible is the word, the word of God. You're, you're, it's like you're having a conversation with Jesus when you sit down and read the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, it is the Word. And it's alive. And it will change your life if you read it, if you study it, if you meditate in it, if you memorize it. It'll change your life. It'll change every aspect of your life. If you're struggling anywhere in your life, the Word of God will change it if you... Read it, study, meditate in it, memorize it, and then do it. James said, be doer of the words, not hearers only. All right, so so owning the mission means that we go out and we share our testimony with people. We go out and we pray for healing for people. We begin building a relationship with those people. We, we now begin the process of being devoted to one another and we make disciples. So making a disciple starts with leading them to Jesus so that they have a personal relationship with Jesus. But then it doesn't stop there. I think so often that's what happens is, you know, people will they'll run into somebody and, and that person is really open and they'll lead them to Jesus and then they just leave them. And they're just kind of out there trying to figure out yeah, what do I do next? What what happens now? So our job is to make disciples, which means that we're to walk the path with them. So let's talk about some of the things that we could do. Uh, we could help them get a Bible if they don't have a Bible. Uh, we could, you know, either we've got Bibles here at AZ Vineyard, or you could go buy a Bible for them, uh, get them a get them a newer translation uh, Bible, so it's easy for them to read and understand. Uh, you could show them how to use the Bible. Uh, you could study the Bible with them. Maybe you start a Bible study with them. You know, or you invite them, invite them into a, a life group and, and study the Bible with others. You could uh, teach them how to pray, how to talk to God. You know, most people don't. They have no idea. You know, how do I do this? H- how do I pray? And you could teach them that it's just talking to God. You know, you don't have to be eloquent. You don't have to come up with any fancy these or thous or, you know, any kind of fancy words. You, you just talk to God. He, he loves us. We're his kids. He loves to have conversation with us. You could make sure that they get connected with other believers. So make sure that they get connected in with the body of Christ. If they're here locally, invite them to come with you. Or even better, to bring them. Go get them and bring them. 
You know, there was a scientific study done a number of years ago that, uh, that found that 100% of the people who you go and pick up will show up here at church. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, 100% of them that will show up if you go pick them up and just bring them with you. So it's a lot better than just inviting them because if you invite them, they might show up, they might not show up. You don't know. You go get them and bring them, they're there. All right, so we want to get them connected uh, here, church services, life groups, Bible studies. Uh, we have a men's Bible study every Saturday on Zoom. And yesterday we met in person once a month. We meet in person at breakfast. Some of you guys were here. It was awesome. We had a great time studying the Word. Uh, teach them about tithing and giving, which, which means you need to be tithing and giving so you can teach them about it. <laughs> All right. Arrange for them to be baptized next Sunday. Next Sunday, your job is to go out and find some people and, and share your testimony, pray for them to get healed, uh, lead, them, lead them to Jesus, bring them and get them baptized next Sunday. We should have a whole bunch of new people getting baptized next Sunday because we're owning the mission. And we're going out this week with the goal. Set a goal. Go out. Find some people. Own the mission. <laughs> Preach the gospel. Make disciples. That's what Jesus commanded us to do. Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, the one who died a horrific death on the cross for us, the one who was sinless but took on all of the sins of the world on himself so that we could have relationship with the Father. He's the one that tells us to own the mission. Not us. He tells us. He tells us to go preach the gospel. He tells us to go and make disciples. Shouldn't we want to do that? Because of what he did for us? Because he loved us so much he was willing to give up the glories of heaven? Can you imagine that? I mean, none of us would have done that. I always tell people it's a good thing I'm not God because I wouldn't have left heaven. I would have said, "Ah, forget them. (laughs) They're a mess. They're a mess. Just leave them. Let them do their own thing. I'm happy here in heaven, in the glory. But no, no, the Son of God said, no, no. I love them too much. The Father said, I love them too much. And he, you have to really think about what he did. You know, he, he gives up the glory of heaven. He gives up the, the eternal communion of the Trinity to he sets aside all his godly attributes and he's born as a baby i mean come on i mean that that is just such an incredible thing that he chose to do for us and then he just asks these little things of us you know he doesn't ask us to do anything spectacular like that or to die on the cross like he did he just asks us to go preach the gospel, share your testimony, pray for people for healing, talk to them about Jesus, make disciples. That's all he asks. But we, we need that power. We need that power. So I just, I want to ask, I want to ask all of you that if, if this touched you in any way in your heart,
and you want to own the mission. You, you want to begin that process of owning the mission. You want to make a commitment right now in front of God that, that you want to own this mission. I, w- I want you to just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. You're ready to, ready to, to take that next step with Him. You're ready to, to get serious about the mission. You're, you're ready to, to uh, take personal accountability for the mission. All right, so Pastor John, Sandy, like you guys to come on up. And what we're going to do is uh, we want all of you who were serious, who raised your hand, uh, we want you to come forward. Uh, Karen, why don't you come up as well? And, and what we want to do is we want to pray. We want to pray for the Holy Spirit to come on us like he did in the, on the day of Pentecost with power, and with fire. We've been praying for fire. Now, I don't know about you, but it feels warm in here already. So, so I, think, I think the fire is kind of already here. But, but I think he's going to come on some of us with, with real fire. I mean, we're going to feel the fire of the Holy Spirit. And the reason for it is not just so we can feel a cool thing, but because we want the boldness to go out and be his witnesses. We want the boldness to go out and preach the gospel. We want the boldness to go out and make disciples. So, before we do that, do you have anything? Yeah, let's all stand up. Jim, you want to come help us out? I just, uh, I, I really can't agree with Rod anymore. We, I don't know, if you're honest with yourself, you realize, we, we all... The older you get, the more you realize your own frailty, your own weakness and inability for all kinds of things. But I heard this saying many years ago that God doesn't ask us to do hard things. He asks us to do impossible things so that we'll need him. He wants us to begin to take action that he has to show up in or nothing's going to happen. And that's called faith. (laughs) Faith isn't about what we can do. Faith is about who he is and what he can do. And he really wants his children to join him. So if that's you and you raised your hand, if maybe you didn't raise your hand and you just you want his power to to begin to fill you to do the things that he wants to accomplish. Just come forward right now. And if you raised your hand, definitely, I'm talking about you. Just come ahead. We're not going to bite you or nothing. There's nothing to be uh, concerned about other than, hey, let's let's go after what God has for us. And uh, if you didn't raise your hand and all of a sudden you feel like, you know, I want some of that, you come ahead too. Anybody else, if you're left in your seat, I want you to be part of what's going on can you can you just hold a hand up towards these that that are looking to God for more and um, ask God to touch them and fill them with his Holy Spirit because it's not just power he's filling us with it's himself in his Holy Spirit so I'm going to invite the Lord now everybody who's praying if you feel to pray for some of these I want to ask you to do something Lay hands on each one, invite Holy Spirit to come, and then move on to 
to someone else. Just keep going from person to person. You who are being prayed for, I don't want you to do anything. You don't have to make anything happen. This is a God thing. So I, I want you to take a, a, a posture of receiving an inner attitude of, Lord, I'm inviting you to do whatever you want to do. So those of you that would like to pray for them to receive Holy Spirit, just come ahead. And I'm going to invite the Lord right now and let's begin to pray for them. Holy Spirit, come. Let your fire fill them, your presence. Lord Jesus, we invite you and your Holy Spirit to fill each one with your presence and give us a new boldness. A new boldness to share your love and your goodness. To share, Lord Jesus, who you are and what you've done in our lives. To pray for others. To give testimony to what you've done in us. Father, in the name of Jesus, fill these, these ones who are yearning for more. Fill them with more. More of you. So I ask you again, Holy Spirit, come. Would all of you that are here in the room with me, would you invite, just pray yourself. Be involved. We're not here to watch. This isn't a spectator sport. Be involved. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Let your power fall. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 